Remote Hacks podcast on a remote hack day. Hello there. Welcome back. Welcome back. It's been a while. The podcast, air quotes, the podcast, air quotes, episode 60. Big episode. It's been a while. Uh, Ben couldn't uh, be here, so I asked him to record uh, an intro for this episode 60. So here, let me play that for a second. Oh, hello. Oh, this is Ben. Uh, it's uh, episode episode 60. Air quotes, the podcast air quotes. I mean, like, I mean, it's great. And it's air quotes. And it's the podcast. And, you know, we put air quotes in the podcast. Oh, my God. My nose is running, but that's okay. Anyway, this is fantastic. And I'm so glad to be here. Okay. End recording. Ah, uh, I'm so glad. I'm so glad Ben sent us that recording to play at the beginning of episode 60. I know he's been waiting for it. I've been waiting for it because you know who we've got? The Remote Hack MVP. Ruth is here to Yo! talk about. <laughs> oh, yes, right. <laughs> you surprised me. You... <laughs> that's an that's a no, MVP just... intro. That's how that we do it. That was just such a great intro by Ben. Like I'm, I'm... Wasn't it? Yeah, uh, it made me really enthusiastic. We should We should have him slash definitely him recorded intro like that for every episode maybe <laughs> anyway ruth what's going on so you're sewing a little bit we're drinking cocktails what's the feeling today yeah i feel i feel like today was very much cocktail hack wasn't it um oh yeah i feel like last month's hack, hack was a lot busier and i missed it because i was hacking on other things and this time it's just me and you uh we've got some we've got some gin cocktails going on what are you what are you drinking today all right, so I've got it's obviously there's no uh, video on the podcast, but I've got a martini. Uh, I think it's a wet martini technically. That's what the the bottle said. Uh, it's like a premixed thing, so you just shake it up with the ice, pour it in, add olives, then add olives, and then wait, add <laughs> olives because is, I think this is the only way that I can drink martinis. Like my whole martini game is down to how many olives are in the glass. Absolutely, the more olives the better the martini. And Do we're both you... gin martini people, aren't we? Oh, totally. Absolutely. Yeah. None of that vodka martini crap. <laughs> Do you, you happen to know what the... Vodka's a great spirit, but it's not a neat spirit. Vodka's uh, totally. a mixing spirit, right? Yeah. Unless yep, yep. you're in, like, you know, Eastern Europe, in which case you just drink vodka straight. That's fine. I'm okay with that. Um, I have a gin sour. Oh. So both on the gin. This is... A gin sour is... Uh, called a white lady that's that's what they call it but it's the same ingredients as any other sour cocktail you just use gin instead of whiskey or whatever else you want to use excellent so yeah but i'm kind of jealous of your gin martini i don't have any vermouth here so well um, yeah i mean you gotta have the martini glass you gotta have the green olives and as i was telling you earlier if it don't have olives it ain't no martini that's how we get down (laughs) you've got to have a martini glass as well which is where i fall down because i can't Mm. have glass in my house because i'll smash it it's just Ah, a thing um like i have plastic wine glasses when my friends come over we have wine they're like why am i drinking out of plastic it's like because i smashed all the wine glasses years ago yeah. and decided that was just not not a good idea not it was either a horrible night or a great night we can't it's remember always which. a great night it's always <laughs> a great night correct but i did get i just realized that plastic doesn't smash so i just bought plastic glasses oh, works for me, works for me. I'm, I'm, i haven't smashed a glass since um 
What do we do today? What did we do today? We so you were doing. Why don't you start us off with some talk about the graphics stuff you were doing with your NPM package because that was super cool. Yeah, this is like a. It's part of the lifelong project. It's always a lifelong project. Um, this is a JavaScript module which which returns a map of coordinates which sets you out into a grid. You specify how how wide you want the grid, how tall you want the grid. And it will just go off and bring you back a set of coordinates. So you can loop over it and draw whatever you want on the coordinates that you're, you get given back. Um, and it is mostly ready, apart from a few added extras that I want to put in. Because I would really love to be able to sort of render these coordinates in different ways. Ooh. So it the it bringing back you a set of coordinates that's all done that's all fine that's super working really good but I kind of just want to not necessarily draw on each of the coordinates so I'm just figuring out the ins and outs of how to do that which you are incredibly helpful for thank you Adam you went mm. down the rabbit hole with me earlier today and yeah it's a, a lot closer than it was. Yeah, I actually, um, I have an emoji in our work Slack because I, I consider myself the king of the rubber ducking. So the, the emoji, I think, <laughs> is me with a crown and some ducks. And I'm like the mother ducking duck king. What? I, I need this emoji because I yeah, just right. use, I either use the chick or the duck. I find hmm. the chick is more like a rubber duck. So I, I that's what yeah, I Yeah, no, that's good. That's good. Yeah, like, okay, hi, cool. chick needed. Chick alert. <laughs> Talk to me so I can figure out what it is I'm trying to do. <laughs> yeah, awesome. You have to solve um, my problem. You just have to talk to me so I can solve it myself, right? Oh, totally. Totally. <laughs> what did, so, you, you, what know, did you get? Oh, no, I did, oh, some right. pattern, yeah, I did some pattern hacking at the end of the day. Oh, yeah, yeah. Okay. Tell us about that real quick. So I've got, um, I've got the most ridiculous fabric. It's like never buy slippy thin fabric it's really difficult to work with and i Ooh, just sounds difficult. bought some <laughs> it's really lovely because it's really light and it's really drapey so i'm just doing this like massive big piece pattern where you have to kind of fold it up and gather it and it will just make you a top um i needed to make sure that the pattern piece that i was using was going to fit me so I have to like measure it out and extend it in the right places. It was pretty spot on, actually. I'm quite surprised. Oh. And I mean, like, I've got half a top over here. I can, I can almost put it on. Oh, fantastic! Okay. Yeah. So that was That's the second. Great. That was the second hack that I had to do today, which I've been, I've mm. been meaning to do for a while. I just haven't got around to it. But after I got yeah. sick of doing coordinates, I, I was like, let's just get, get to grips with this really, really annoying slippery fabric that I have. The, but it's the hack is together, very actually. good for that. Mm. Yeah. Oh, really? Oh, cool. Yeah, I'm quite surprised about how well it's working with this stupid slippery fat. It's going to look really good. It's just going to be really hard to make. That's the problem. Mm. What about you? You did literally the opposite of what I've done today, didn't you? Well, I don't. I mean, I don't know if I'd say it was the opposite. I was doing some working with containers, uh, as you do. Basically, what I want is some sort of corpus of like stack traces or error messages or some kind of like terminal garbage, right? Just a whole bunch of that crap. Because um, what I'd like to do is present learners with authentic-looking error messages, where you've got like you know the seventeen or twenty lines of oh this file yeah. here led to this, led to this, led to this. And just yeah. all they have to do is identify the most important line, which um, I've been 
uh, practicing breaking a Django application by randomly deleting lines from files, which is not great. It's very brute force and it's not working very well, honestly. But um, it looks like the important thing is always at the bottom, which I guess is good to know, right? Because um, a lot of times when people you know, start out, they're not, particularly if they're working in the terminal, they're not used to seeing uh, that that big you know spit out line of garbage. Particularly if you're working yeah. in Java, it's like eight million lines. So it's just like getting used to what that error message looks like and how to figure out where the problem actually is. And I wanted to thank you because you gave me an excellent suggestion of not just error messages for running applications, but error messages for like like npm install when packages aren't working or like the dependencies aren't right. Or like no JIP needs to rebuild native bindings and you know that kind of stuff. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. Um, like um, you're right. You're right about the thing where, especially when you're working in terminal stuff, is you get this log and you put a couple in the chat today and you, you just really understand like they're incredibly long for a beginner. That's so overwhelming. Oh, totally. Because when you are more experienced, you learn to look for the one line that's going to tell you the problem. Right? And right. you're like, you still don't know what the problem is. You still have to go away. I, I do I have to go away, Google it and be like, ah. but you do get very good at recognizing the line to look for, which when you're a yes. beginner, it's just like, it's super overwhelming. If there's been an error, you're not even sure there's an error because you've just done yeah, the exactly. thing and there's this huge amount of log. <laughs> and then you have to like pick it back through and be like, oh, okay, maybe the one that's red but it's only red if you've got your terminal set up in the right way to make it red. Exactly, then, right. <laughs> then you have to go and figure out, like, what is it actually saying? There was one log that you had today, actually, which was, was it you that, maybe it was me that had it. Maybe it was me coding <laughs> the pump. There was a sort of the end bracket was not cool. And it was like, no, nah, this isn't cool. And it's never because you haven't, like opened and closed brackets properly, it's because there's an error further up the code that is mm, causing right. it to seem like that. That was something that I had to teach my students. It's like, oh yeah, if you get like, you know, end quote, end square bracket, end curly bracket, anything like that, like it's probably not that you've done your brackets wrong. It's probably because you put a comma in the wrong place, right? Yeah, totally. It's, it relates to something else and that's particularly difficult for beginners so i think you're on the right track i I think you've yeah yeah the the kind of the problem i'm working with now is i wanted to like basically delete a random line and then blow up an app um, a django app in this case in a container thinking that what we could do was when it starts it deletes random line and then tries to start up the server right but the problem is that currently what I'm what I'm doing is running that as a shell script in as the entry point to the Docker file, and the problem is that that shell script blows up and like that process dies, but the actual bash process is still alive, so the Docker container doesn't exit. So I can't, I can't like force <laughs> it to exit and then grab logs. So I have to like manually kill it. So I'm I'm so so the problem. So we could manually um delete that line in the build uh the docker build command and then it would exit okay uh when you're running it but then i just have to run that run that build every single time i want to start up a docker container which isn't ideal but maybe maybe that's what i'll have to do my my linux bash knowledge should be a lot better uh than than it is i do work as an (laughs) sre thank you very much so obviously i totally know what i'm talking about um but yeah it's i don't know it's been fun um just trying to get docker logs out of blowing up containers pretty much 
Yeah, no, every every single time it comes to, to Linux commands. I have a Linux cheat sheet in my personal notes. Um, oh. And still, every single time I come to do anything, I, I'm still Googling. I'm mm. still Googling. We were saying this about Git earlier. It's just like... Oh, yes. Yeah. Like, uh, I had this problem this week where I I ended up with two heads on the same branch, right? So this oh, is phenomenal. super fun because I had a commit in one of my actual commits that shouldn't have been there. And I went to try and remove the commit and ended up in a reba- an interactive rebase. If anybody is not familiar with Git, stop <laughs> listening now because I was way down the rabbit hole. But everything I tried made it worse. We talked yeah. about this, didn't we? Like every single thing just it made it worse and worse. And I was like, stop, stop now. Like, and it was quite funny actually, because when I found somebody to actually help me and talk me through it, they were like, You were you were so close. Yeah, you were this you close. Everything right. You were just one tiny weeny command away mm. from fixing it. And I was like, I kinda had that feeling. Like I had that Ugh. and that's why I stopped. Because I knew I was just <laughs> You know, scribbling over scribbles, over scribbles. Oh, totally. It was just getting, it was getting mad. Yeah, that's it. It's it's always something super, super simple and in hindsight, very obvious. But yeah, now I have the hindsight of it. I'm like, cool, in the future, I know how to fix that problem. Um, <laughs> how it occurred, I still don't know. I do agree with the person that helped me. There was probably something on the Git UI, the GitHub UI, that I just accidentally just managed to try and... There's lots oh, of buttons yeah. for like adding and reverting and things like that. So I'm absolutely 100% hold my hands up, ready to take the fall that I did something silly at some point. Um, but yeah, it was it was a pain in the butt to just untangle that. <sighs> yeah. Yeah, I I, 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 I I feel for beginners. I really feel for beginners. Oh, totally. Yeah. yeah. Um. Because just, yeah, just getting getting used to, like, it's okay that something's not working is, like, a total, like, that takes a while to get used to. You're like, oh, this is blowing up and everything's terrible. But it's fine. We're going to figure it out. Maybe that's the key. Maybe that's the real key. It's like, it breaks a lot. The things that you do, yeah. quite a lot of what you're doing is just trying to fix something. And... Yeah. When you have more experience, you panic a lot less about something not being mm. not working. And for me, that equals being able to ask questions without feeling like an idiot. Mm. Every the more questions that the the senior among us ask, the less imposter the juniors feel. They're like, "Oh yeah, well, so and so was asking. You know, my boss was asking about this error that they found. So maybe I can ask about my error that I found, and somebody can help me fix it." And a lot of the time, when it comes to these weird errors, you have to do a pair thing. No one's got a straight answer. They're like, yeah. "Hit me up. Let's square sh- share a screen. Let's figure out what's actually going on." Because you can't, you know, like it. It, it is really intricate. It is just, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's very that pairing is very very valuable. And the thing I think what you said about the like just feeling like you can deal with like that panicking feeling and get past it is is so key because it's like when you're I mean I've never trained to box perhaps obviously, but I assume like when you're training, part of it is just practicing getting hit in the face a bunch. And then I, once you get hit in I, the face I, a bunch, I, you're like, "Oh, that's okay. Now I can All right, I'm okay when that happens." You're going to show up next month as like in a dress and a boxer uniform. <laughs> 
are you sure you don't train as a boxer I don't, are you sure boop, boop, boop. it's true though like I think um for me especially mm. it has taken a lot this is one of the first jobs that I've had the first roles that I and it's the most senior role I've had as well where I well I say that oh that's not yeah give or take um where I'm very comfortable about asking questions mm, and yeah. I know that's because probably because I used to teach in between my last two very serious roles in that there, there's no such thing as a stupid question and I work with really Definitely. good people who know that so the questions I'm asking are quite sort of deep into the guts of what we're actually doing but I'm also not scared to ask them. I think I spent a lot of my career trying to figure it out for myself, which is a really good learning experience. I don't mm. regret doing it, but at the same time, asking is quicker. So it's just taken probably a lot longer for me because I'm was you know I'm really good at this. My ego was bigger than the question asking, right? <laughs> <laughs> and that's, yeah. No, that's that's does, that's a yeah. great place to be where you you feel like you can ask the questions because you like you know you trust your team members and like yeah. nobody's going to judge because like we've all been there and like I'm staring at this thing for five hours I don't know what's going on can you help me out <laughs> oh yeah it's this and this oh thank you I t- like yeah 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 course, like I, 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 I still will I've got a, like a time limit for how long I'm going to spend when I'm stuck mm, yes and I'm like I'm going to do this I'm going to do this I'm going to do this and doesn't work time to ask a question. Yeah, right? totally. Or time to go away and sleep and have a night off and come back mm. and ask the question. I think we about covered it. We uh, we, are you finished with your cocktail? You ate all your olives. I didn't eat all the olives. I didn't eat all the olives, but I've got it's a it's a nice. It's, I've actually this is the first can I've got. I've got two cans of these. This is the uh, Perello. Uh, I'm probably saying that wrong. Um, olives from Spain, the Gordal Picantes. Oh my god. Pitted queen olives with chilies. Oh, oh, yes. oh, they're with chili. So you have like nice chili olives in your dry martini. Oh, this is this is serious. We're serious today, Ruth. We're saving the podcast. Oh, That's what we're doing. Man. I'm a hundred percent for this. A hundred percent. We had like a chili, a hot sauce discussion at work recently, and my my boss, boss, boss went, "Yeah, Ruth, you seem like somebody who's really into their hot sauce." And I said. To be honest, it's only since having COVID because obviously I can't taste food anymore. <laughs> <laughs> Everything has a hot sauce on. Um, and I would, oh, I think a dry martini, like a lovely dry gin with mm. a salty olive, which also has a little bit of chili. Yep. I think you've nailed it. I think you've nailed that dry martini. Have you tried mm. the Tubby Tom's hot sauce? No. Which, I think what it's kind a of chili we're talking? We're, we're going to get into chilies for like two minutes before we end this podcast. Um, yeah, let me, because uh, I got, yeah, this is obviously an unscripted uh, unscripted episode. Uh, They're all got, unscripted. Mm, what, I don't know what you're talking about. We obviously, <laughs> we obviously <laughs> script these. We keep them tight. We like to, uh, <laughs> yeah. But, but I, yeah, I think Tubby Tom's, Tubby Tom's, I believe it's a UK brand. Um, they have a, a Pablo Diablo, which is a sort of lime sort of chili. It's not super hot, but it's dynamite with tortilla I'm, I think that's more probably a sort of South American-y kind of chipotle kind of flavor. To Could the chili. be, yeah. Yeah, yeah. But they, yeah. But they also have a buffalo sauce that is um, just thinking what? about it makes my scalp tingle and I start like sweating a little bit. Tubby but Tom's. It is like, t- 
Tubby Toms. Yeah. Um, I'll, I'll drop it in the main channel. Uh, yes, podcast listeners, just Google Tubby Toms uh, Buffalo. It is the most phenomenal thing of all time. I love it. It's so, it's like Tubby Toms has, and a shout out to friend of the show, Tubby Tom. Uh, <laughs> go ahead and sponsor us if you want. I'll mm. say your name some more. Um, the, the hot sauce, it's like the perfect blend of taste and spice. You know, some of those hot sauces are like, they just overwhelm you with the spice and you can't really taste anything. Yeah. This yeah. is not that. It's absolutely perfectly balanced. I've never had a hot uh, sauce like this. See, from chicken wings are basically my favorite food. Probably. Oh, um, got, yeah. In the UK, it's particularly hard to find good chicken wings. Like, I, I, I have opinions about this which are outside the realm of this podcast. Let's do it next, next month. But when you say buffalo sauce, all I'm thinking is, can I put this on chicken wings? Because that's yes, it is the perfect my... sauce. It is the perfect sauce for chicken wings. It's literally oh. made for hot wings. I'll uh, I'll Ooh. drop it in the in the general channel now. Thank you. Um, you can take a look. I found um, like... somebody introduced me to Haberno. Ha- Haberno? Habanero. Habanero. That's the one. Thank you very mm. much. I knew you'd know. And I found a habanero jam. Which is it's the sort of thing you want to like paste on pork before you slow cook it. Yes, that's what you want. Oh, definitely, definitely. I've got I've got a couple of honeys. There's a chipotle honey which I get, which is okay, so good. But I found um, ooh, what's the what's the Asian hot chili sauce that everybody gets? Uh, Shiratsa. Oh, the sriracha. Yeah, I found Mm. a shiratsa honey recently. Mm. Ooh, that's good stuff. Yeah, it's really, really interesting. It's not something that you can use with a lot of Asian flavors because honey apparently doesn't really work with a lot of... I tried it in a lot of things. Um, But it is just still delicious. It's just like a little dipping thing. Yeah, yeah. Into the chili sauces these days. Didn't think I'd be that person. (laughs) All right, well, (laughs) we've gone way past the 20-minute mark. Let me close it out here. We can keep talking, but we won't (laughs) subject the podcast listeners to our increasingly... Uh, barbecue sauce flavored chat. I don't know. We talked about cocktails. We talked about chili sauce. I think this is probably the best podcast ever. I mean, we've saved the podcast. The last episode was in June of 2021, almost a year ago. I can't believe it's been this long. But Ruth, thank you so much for joining us today um, on Air Quotes, the podcast Air Quotes. We had a blast. We talked about all the stuff. And we'll uh, we'll see you next time. Bye-bye.